Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Fumble of the NFL season 2018. Fletch, we both had very different contrasting Saturdays. Uh, it was the NFL season kickoff. You were on Piccadilly. What was it like? It was great, Vern. I've got to be honest. It was really, really good. Um, I made friends with Matt Forte. Oh, that there's was, a relief, yes, everyone. Yes, Fumble fans, yes, we can yes. we can breathe a sigh yes. of relief. Fletch didn't get battered by Matt Forte. <laughs> and vice versa, let's be honest, Fletch, because you had a bit of beef with the old Forte machine. Yeah, I did. I, I wasn't too too uh, excited about seeing him, but he was OK. What I did notice was he, he brought his wife with him. So always when a lady's there, it tends to diffuse difficult situations. So that was, that was OK. And this morning, I put a little tweet up to say, you know, T-minus 45 minutes, before we record the, the Fumble Week 2 episode. And our great friend Neil Reynolds said, I hope you'll be singing Make Friends, Make Friends, Never, Never Break Friends after patching things up with Matt Forte. <laughs> but it was great, for him because he was there. Paul Posluzny was there. He's ready to play, by the way. He's got a cut on his nose. Looks like he's been running into the garage door all week in readiness. Absolutely ripped. So many people there. Great vibe all day. I think it was everything that the NFL wanted in terms of raising awareness for non-NFL fans and die-hard NFL fans before the season starts. Game shirts everywhere. Great response. Fantastic day. But while I was I was doing that, you were watching the London Warriors win the Brit Bowl. Oh, Flash! Sound the fanfare. <laughs> yeah, the London Warriors are back. The Brit Bowl trophy is where it well and truly belongs, in the hands of the Warriors. I'll tell you what, Fletch, what a game. What a game. A seriously high-scoring game. Two great offences. One that relied on the pass, the passing game, uh, be it the Tamworth Phoenix and the Warriors, who literally ground the Tamworth Phoenix defence into the grass. The running game from our two running backs, uh, Dwayne and Raimondo, who, by the way, I scouted both Dwayne Watson and uh, running back Ray, we call him, because no one can pronounce his second name. Uh, uh, that's not offensive. That's just the way it is. But what a guy. Both of them. Solid, solid running backs. And it was a great day. And it was good to see. There's only a handful of Brit Bowl fans there in the stadium, which there always is. But I think 
I think you'll have noticed it. The knowledge of the game within the UK has got better and better and better every year. I don't know whether it's the work that Sky are doing. I don't know whether it's the numerous podcasts that are around, just the uh, the awareness of American football. But all the fans cheer in the right places. And this time, there was a lot of banter uh, from the fans contesting the referees' decisions, which I really enjoyed. Do you know what's disappointing me there? Why are they called the Tamworth Phoenix? That's a really bad name. I'm having a drink of water, Fletch, so that yeah. I don't turn on the offensive. And I don't mean the attack. I mean the offensive as in throwing insults around. I have no idea. But they were well and truly distinguished on Saturday, my friend. You can do better than that, though. They could be, they could be the Tamworth titillators or something like that. <laughs> something, something, you know, something, something nice and you know, inventive. Well, Imaginative. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you know what? Tamworth Phoenix, Phoenix, it fits. They've got the most hideous orange... Uh, Uniform. They got the most hideous fans who who reinvented the use of the Vuvuzela. Remember that the South African yeah, World yeah. Cup. I've got one. Got oh, one. I have still got a migraine because the many Tamworth fans that turned up didn't stop blowing those Vuvuzelas. Or even I, I would imagine they were still blowing them on the way home. But wow. all credit to them. They fought to the very very end. But the Warriors were just physically too much for them. Fantastic. So a win for the Warriors. A great day down in London for me. Uh, on to Sunday then. Who did you watch? How did you watch it? What what really caught your eye? Well, we've talked about this before in, in, in previous fumbles, but I think technology and the way that the NFL has embraced it, the way that the NFL has enhanced sports viewership in the app, in the red zone, in the fact that Game Pass is genius. So yeah. I was out and about on Sunday with the kids and the missus and we were milling around and we were doing all kinds of stuff. However, with the Game Pass app, red zone... On the phone, you can go wherever, you can do whatever you want. You can even sit down and read the Sunday Times on the pair on the toilet whilst you're got whilst you've got the red zone uh program on your phone, watching it out the corner of your eye. So with with that, with the red zone and the game pass, you can watch football wherever and whenever you want, and that's what I did. Well, I managed to go to the loo before it started, which was maybe better preparation on my part. Mrs. F did Sunday roast for three thirty. So that she knew by six o'clock I was gone. So six o'clock I was, <laughs> I was yeah, I was in the man cave at six, not to be disturbed. Uh, memorabilia all round me and red zone on the telly, flicking a little bit to Neil and the guys in the studio to see what Rob Ryan had to say. Solomon Wilcox really enjoyed that. But for me, as a Packers fan and a former Bears fan, we've done that story. Yeah, it was all that. about Sunday night. All about Sunday night in Lambeau Field, Packers Bears. The biggest comeback, the best comeback I've ever seen a quarterback have, named Aaron Rodgers. 17 points down going into the fourth quarter. It's the biggest ever comeback for a Green Bay Packers team in the fourth quarter of any game. Before Sunday, when they trailed by 17, they were 0 and 107, to put into perspective what that man did. And to see him come back like that, hobble back out like Lazarus, all that kind of stuff, and to lead the Packers against the Bears in that fashion. It's the game of the season already for me. I won't see anything better all year long than Rodgers taking the Bears apart in the second half, early hours of Monday morning. The season could finish now, and I'm a happy man. That is hilarious. The fact that you've uh, placed your cards face up already (laughs) after week one. Darren Fletcher. Yeah, absolutely. After week one, and we've week got some one. stellar lineups which we're going to talk up uh, uh, a little bit later on on the podcast. But already you've laid your cards face up, claiming that that 
comeback by Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears is the best game all season. All in. And we can go back at the end before we do the Super Bowl preview and see whether I'm right. I'll tell you what I did like as well. Sacks were first recorded in 2000, sorry, 1982. Before that, it, it didn't exist as a statistic. Coffee's arrived. Khalil, Coffee's arrived. Pause, Khalil Mack. Pause, 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 pause. Thank you, sir. No it's very kind. Uh, the fumble cappuccino's arrived, Darren. Continue. Right. So Khalil Mack, two first-round picks, etc. He became, on Sunday night, the first player since 1982 when sacks were first recorded to have a sack, a forced fumble, an interception and a touchdown in one half of an NFL game. And when you think of some of the great linebackers during that time, oh. Lawrence Taylor, Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary, etc., they have never done what Khalil Mack did at Lambeau Field in the first 30 minutes against the Packers. Everything was, it was sensational. Will that, will, that just, will that statistic already, so early in the season in a game that you've already claimed is going to be game of the year, will yeah. that statistic from Khalil Mack, will it justify for Bears fans yes. the immensity yeah. of the trade? I'll tell you what it'll do, mate. He, he, I'll make another sweeping statement now. It's sweeping statement week. <laughs> he wins defensive player of the year because the Packers couldn't block him. And this is a fella that was on a snap count because he's not fit yet. He's not into the system yet. He's not really ready to play yet. And he gets a sack, a forced fumble, a pick six in 30 minutes, two quarters. Best defensive player in the league, bar none. He'll win defensive player of the year. He's going to make the Bears relevant in a hurry. And I just wish, as a Packers fan, we'd have got him. Now, there's one thing that we need to talk about, Darren. You've already said that that is game of the year already yeah. after yeah. week one. Great comeback by my boy in my fantasy team, Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, he'll be fit for week two. But another great team had a great start to the... <laughs> had a... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's one team in the NFL that had its best start to a season since 2004. Starting the season, no wins, no losses, <laughs> and one tie, their best start oh. to a season since 2004. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, what I'm going to do at this stage, I'm going I'm to politely retreat from the room and allow you to talk about the Cleveland Browns. There's nothing I can say, Darren. My friend. There is nothing I can say. That game in the rain, in Cleveland Stadium was an absolute calamity. The Steelers didn't want to get involved. They were all crying because of the loss, the lack of their all-star running back, Le'Veon Bell. The Cleveland Browns couldn't try for love nor money to get the ball in the end zone or even score a, a game-winning field goal in overtime. They just couldn't get it done. They couldn't win. The fans were on the edges of their seats. They were all jumping up and down in their ponchos and their big fluffy moustaches. But could they score? Could they get the win? No! It was a shambles. It was a shambles. However, however, if you, like myself, were watching on Red Zone, all you did during that last 30, 40 minutes of that game was glue yourself to Red Zone. Forget the other games. Just go back to the Cleveland Steelers game. Is anyone doing anything productive? It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. But congratulations, the Cleveland Browns, at 0-0-1. That's the best start to your season since 2004. And for that, you know what I did, Darren, on Monday morning? You, you didn't buy Browns merchandise, did you? I went to the NFL shop. And 
And on its way is a Cleveland Browns fitted medium-large baseball cap. You are kidding. I'm not. I thought, you know what? I've got so what? much merchandise what? What the hell around is the my house. I just felt sorry for them because they're that team. They're now that team where people will invest in the Browns just because even, they feel sorry they, for them. They've not even got a logo for crying out loud. You can't buy merchandise for a team that has no logo. They've got the, the worst uniform helmet. in the history of any sport. If you can Shocking. name any professional sports team anywhere in the world... Right, that has a worse uniform than the Cleveland Browns, then I will be more than happy to listen to your debates because that uniform is shocking. No one in the world should buy anything brown and think that you're going to get away with it because it's shocking. And I just think that that uniform is dreadful, Darren. But let me, let me, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. All right. Let's rewind a little bit. I'll relax. I'll calm down. Big Ben looked out of sorts. The Steelers looked out of sorts. I don't know whether it was the weather, whether it was the fact that they were in Cleveland, but they weren't firing. Give me a take on the Steelers, Darren. Well, I'll tell you what, Vernon. Listen, I kind of just sat back there and let you speak about the Cleveland Browns because that's fine because they are the Cleveland Browns. So what you've kind of said, I, you know, I get, I get. But I want to kind of flip it around and go Steelers because I think the Steelers, under the radar, have become one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NFL. Yes, they've got talent, fantastic talent, certainly on offense. Roethlisberger, Brown, Bell when he's there, good offensive line, Juju Smith-Schuster. But they had 12 penalties against Cleveland on Sunday for 116 yards. Just kind of put that into context. They're playing the Cleveland Browns, 12 penalties, 116 yards. I can understand that if you're playing against the Patriots and you're a bit nervous, AFC Championship game, you know, in their backyard. It's the Browns. You don't need to do that. You know, when you think about the things that happen around that team, Mike Tomlin runs a really, really loose ship. And when you hear about problems, you know, it's Le'Veon Bell getting busted by the law for allegedly smoking marijuana in the car. It's people being late for meetings. It's Ben Roethlisberger calling people out. This week, it's the line calling Le'Veon Bell out. Good teams don't do this. Belichick's Patriots don't do this. And if they operated in a more disciplined manner. This roster now should and would have won a Super Bowl. You know, I kind of look at it and I think, if you're going to run a ship as, as, as loose as this one, you're going to get exactly what you're getting now. I was listening to an ex-Steeler, name escapes me, on another podcast the other day. He was saying it can be so bad that they can be on the field at the same time and two different defences can be called on the field by two separate players because they're not even on the same page with regard to watching film, etc. This is a team that needs to become more disciplined. Mike Tomlin needs to become more disciplined. He needs to get more from his team in terms of being prepared and ready to play. And if they do that, they can be the best team in the AFC. If they don't, they're going to tie with the Cleveland Browns like they just have. They're crying out loud. All right, Darren, we're both in the same fantasy league. Uh, Let's talk fantasy fortunes. You gave me so much stick, and I have received so much stick for picking a kicker in, uh, what was he, the 63rd pick, I think he was? Greg the Leg? Yeah, Yeah, and I've looked at your team. He was actually your third highest scorer this week, behind only Aaron Rodgers and Adrian Peterson. He actually got more points than Zeke Elliott. Chris Hogan, Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz. Hey, Chris Hogan. 60 points. When when you spoke last week about my selection for Chris Hogan, you said that you think he's going to have a breakout season. 
He got 1.1 points. That's one catch for 11 yards. What's going on? What do you think, Darren? Yeah, but don't be an overreactor for week one. And he might not get many points this week because he's up against the Jacksonville Jaguars and that, and that defense. Who are so, my defense? <laughs> yeah, but he's but he's going to be one of those. He's going to be one of those players, Vern. I think who every now and again is going to explode. He'll get two touchdowns, 140 yards, and that will be the difference between you and you, the team you're playing against. You see, what you need every now and again in a, in a fancy league that runs like this. You need those big weeks. I got 144.7 points this week, my friend. That is because I got 34.1 from Alvin Kamara and 35.3 from Tyreek Hill. Now, they're not going to do that every week. But when they do, I am ripping your pants down with my fingernails. And that's what I did to Julian Mills and the ballers at the weekend. He got 122.1, and he's crying himself to sleep every night. That's how we roll. Now, in our WhatsApp group that we have, uh, for our winner-takes-all fantasy football league, every <laughs> single person, except for me, and I will hold my hand up, right up, right? Yeah. I've got to give you credit for scoring that many points because I think the yeah. way you work your draft is something that should be noted by everyone who's a fantasy football league fan. Like, But the rest of the group... Oh my oh. gosh, you got more shite thrown at you than a I field know. in autumn. Listen, listen, jealousy is a dreadful thing. And there was a great deal of that in the room. I even said to the fellas last night, because we put some money in, we put 50 quid a man into a pot, winner takes all, right? Yeah. I've even offered the fellas, I'll take £47 a piece <laughs> now, because I don't want to do it to them for 15, 16 weeks, because they're already crying. I've had internet rich on. Big Tim, blimey, big Tim. What a nightmare he is. He just moaned from the moment he got his draft pick. He didn't, he'd not even taken a player and he was moaning. This is what we're up against, my friend. We need to stay together. Solidarity. Thank Be you. unified. Let them do what they're doing. And at the end of the day, we might treat them to a pound, a pint or two out the winnings. We um, might not. Yeah, but boy, did they mock when I took Greg Deleg in pick 63. Well, I, I, I mocked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 did too. I took a defence before any wide receiver, Darren. <laughs> yeah, well, that did well as well, though, for you. That was good as well. If uh, I look at that, your defence this week got you 15 points. Now, the player you played against, Mayfield of Dreams, Cleveland Browns fan, internet rich, he played the Chargers defence and got minus six. Yeah, he only got 50-odd points. I know he did. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's go to Twitter because last week on Twitter we uh, yeah. posted a couple of pictures. One of you wearing a Patriots jacket from the Patriots uh, Gillette Stadium Pro Shop. And I got uh, a picture up on our Twitter feed of a jacket that I actually bought 
I actually bought from that old school sporting label Starter, and it's an old school Patriots jacket. Highly flammable, uh, was like your suit jacket as well. Uh, but I think we have the results of the poll. Whose jacket was worst? Yeah, I think I won it hands down, didn't I? I think you did. Yeah, it was your lounge suit. Uh, that won it. You got 76. I think it was likes. I think you were likes. Yeah, 76 likes. Yeah. And we only got nine retweets for my Patriots jacket. So, uh, well, I don't know. Is it, is it a well done? Well done, Fletch. Your jacket was worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's normally what gets said when we go out. <laughs> your, your club is worse than Vern's. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm hey, but to... I'll tell you what, last time, and I've had the invite, by the way, for this year, Last time we went out, we looked we looked stud-like when we were yeah, we on uh, Shad Khan's super yacht. Yeah, funnily enough, I didn't get the invite for this year. What did I do wrong? Well, hey, I've had the invite, and you can be my plus one. However, you do oh, have to, you do have yeah. to wear a blonde wig and a pair of stilettos like the missus would wear because oh, it does again. say uh, Mr. Khan and his family would again. like to cordially invite Vernon K and Tess Daly. Right, well, I, oh, not again. Every time we go out, I have to dress as Tess. Darren, shave your legs, you'll get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do pick six, all right? Come My on. first question is to you. What merch uh, did you purchase on Saturday? What, what merch were you given? What merch is, merchandise did you buy? Or, or what merchandise did you steal? I stole a, a Tennessee Titans uh, bobble hat, you know, the, the nice thick ones for the winter for when I'm walking the dog. I've got a bit of a thing about the Tennessee merchandise, the gear. It's nice. I like it. I like the colour. I like the logo. I like the design. I don't like the team, but I like the stuff. So I pinched one of their hats, and then Crossy very kindly got me an NFL zip sweatshirt, Nike one. Really nice. But I just didn't have time to get to the store, so I didn't buy anything else. That was it. Um, It was a bit of a low-key situation for me with regards to being around merchandise. So I crashed and burned a little bit there. Well, that and, and the fact that you were trying to uh, make waves with Matt Forte. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. If, if they sold Matt Forte throwbacks, I would have bought five of them. But they don't. They didn't. And we talked about it briefly at the top of the podcast. What, what, what's the general vibe amongst football fans at the moment? What are they talking about? What was the story? What was, what was the one thing that they kept going uh, back to every time you spoke to fans? Because I know you like to get out there and mingle with the people, Darren. Yeah, it was just general excitement, you know, for the start of the season. And it was great because there must have been 10 or 12 different opinions as to who was going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, no. And, and every one was valid. You know the crazy thing? If you, if you looked at the Premier League, you'd get two or three. Mm. And you, you'd kind of go, OK, Liverpool, OK, Man City. Anybody else is a bit of a stretch. But I got about 10 or 12, and then they made the, 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 the case for that team in a really articulate way, and you thought, you know what? They're right. <laughs> and then you speak to somebody else and go, no, nah, the other fellow was wrong because this lady's right. And it went like that all day long. So I was, I'm glad we did the picks before I was there. Otherwise, we'd, we'd have still been going now. And I'd have been making a case for 12 out of the 32 teams. Mm. So it was, just, it was just a really nice vibe. Everybody really excited. And, and everybody struggling to find who's going to be the dominant team in the NFC and the dominant team in the AFC. Yeah. Here's a nice idea that you had last week, by the way, which is going to be question two on the pick six. You were asking our fumble downloaders to send in questions, weren't you, for this yeah, yeah. part of the show? Yeah. Well, Steve Langton's got in touch on Twitter, and he says, who will win the next NFC Championship trophy first? Their next NFC Championship trophy first. The San Francisco 49ers or the Dallas Cowboys? Wow. Yeah. I think it's an easy answer, but I'll leave it to you. I think it's an easy answer, and I'm hoping that we both have the same easy answer. Go I'm going to say the 49ers. 
I would too. Good. And this is why. One man. Because the 49ers <laughs> seem to be a team who are building a team. John Lynch, brand new general manager. They've got a great head coach, one of the best play callers in football. And they've traded for Groppolo, a great yeah. quarterback. Still yet to be proven, even though he was seven games undefeated last season, but still yet to be proven. They are building a team. They're bringing in people, aren't they? They are. They are they bringing are. in people. You know, they're building up their defence. They're building up their offence. The Cowboys just seem to be consistently an average team. Mm. You know, they I... can't muster up some consistent offence. The game at the weekend was awful. It was nothing but awful. It really was. And I think the moment that Jerry Jones steps down as the all-singing, all-dancing man in charge, I think that's the only time the Cowboys will improve because I think he has got them well and truly under the thumb. And I think it's time their head coach walked out the door. Mm. I, I give you a really shortened version of what you just said. I think it's the 49ers, for the simple fact is, Jimmy Garoppolo looks to me as though he can be a franchise quarterback and I don't think Dak Prescott can. I just don't think Dak Prescott has the skill set to be in that upper echelon of a top five NFL quarterback. And if you're going to get to an NFC Championship game and then a Super Bowl, you need an absolute top-end, top-tier franchise quarterback. I fear that Dak won't be that, but I think that Jimmy G just might be. Do you, know, do you not think that if the Cowboys bring in a decent receiver, bearing in mind they got rid of Dez... You know, give him a good slot receiver, give him a good outside receiver because they've got a great running back who's proven himself already. They're supposed to have the best offensive line yeah. in the league, but they're yeah. just... Do you not think that if they give him some targets, he could improve? No, I don't think he's accurate enough. And I think the key to being a top-end quarterback is you watch Rodgers and Brady and Breeze. If they've got the tiniest of windows, they can thread the ball in there. And at the top end, the championship games, when it's the best against the best, you need that. I think Dak Prescott misses Des Bryant because Des Bryant had a great range of catch. Long arms, big body. He could be slightly off target. Des Bryant would catch it. Jason Witten would catch it. He's got receivers now that can't give him that. He's got to be more accurate. I don't think he can be. That's why he fell in the draft. Character-wise, brilliant. Leadership-wise, superb. Athletically gifted. But he wasn't quite accurate enough uh, with some of those throws that you like to see from the very best in the business. I think it's always going to hold him back. All right, let's move on to question three. This is mine to you, Darren yes. Fletcher. What are your top stats and facts out of week one? Well, I've managed to find some good ones here, mate. Some that I, I like. I'm going to try and do this every week if I possibly can. So I've been delving through the archives. I've read every paper going. I've been on all the websites. And I'm going to hit you with a few. For a start, I had a I can play in the NFL moment on Sunday. And I did it because I was watching Nathan Peterman of the Buffalo Bills. A 0.0 quarterback rating on 18 passes against the Ravens. Only 29 players in NFL history have attempted that many passes and got a zero rating. That's the bad news. The good news for him is that two of them are in the Hall of Fame. One's heading into the Hall of Fame and another one's won two Super Bowls. Warren Moon's done it. Joe Namath's done it. Peyton Manning's done it. And Eli Manning's done it. So that's my first one. Nathan Peterman, 0.0 QB rating on 18 passes. On to Pat Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. What a rocket he's got for an arm, by the way. He averaged 17.1 yards per pass against the Los Angeles Chargers, my Los Angeles Chargers, which is more than Alex Smith's average in 80 of his 81 games as a Kansas City Chief. Here's another one for you. 
Tom Brady's win, New England's win against the Houston Texans. Brady now at home since 2007 against the AFC is 57-2. and two. And one thing we did see a lot of in week one, interceptions. We saw the most interceptions in the opening week of an NFL season for 15 years. Since 2003, there were 39 interceptions in the NFL in week one. And they are my facts, figures, numbers, stats of the week on the fumble. Wow, just think about those stats, Darren. They are some statistics to behold in week one. That the is the, yes, that is the <laughs> that is the way we roll. Here's another one to you while we're keeping it rolling here. What's the one game that you won't miss this weekend? I'm torn at the moment. I'm torn between the Pats and the Jags because obviously my man crush, Tom Brady. However, I've got to step back and just say, what's Tom done to his hair? <laughs> he doesn't look as handsome as he used to. Someone, uh, I think he got drunk in the off-season. and will always play- be handsome to you. Oh, it, it, yeah. yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah. Sorry, my heart just skipped a beat then. Thinking I, know. I know, so, I know. Uh, I think he must have had one of them nights. So, you know, stereotypical night out in Tenerife where you get drunk and the old Sharpie marker comes out and the Does lads go, no, 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 no. Don't draw a penis on his forehead. Shave his hair. Shave his hair. I, t- I tell you what, Gronk would have been in the middle of all that. He would have been doing the drawing. I, I think he's had one. Of, he's had an absolute shocker with his barnet. But anyway, yeah. let's look at the Patriots. We know what they are. We know who they are. Let's look at the Jags. They're our Jags. Uh, yeah. Leonard Fournette, that injury in week one, is it going to affect him week two? We will find out. I think it's a pulled hammy. Is that right? It's only a mild one, though, isn't it? But the problem with yeah. Leonard Fournette, he has a few of those. It's not the first time it's happened. So you've just got to make sure that this is not going to be something that follows him throughout the career. Yeah, it was, a, it was a close win week one for the Jags. Mm. But this game, I'm intrigued by. The Giants versus the Cowboys. We just spoke about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott and why he's not a championship-winning quarterback. Their lack of players, uh, or the players that they've got rid of, uh, even though they've got a great offensive line, they've got a decent defence with Sean Lee in the middle, who had a stonker at the weekend against uh, the Panthers. What a player. Mm. I love, I wish he was on a better team. I really do, because if he was on a better team, and the commentators said this at the weekend, he would be nailed down Hall of Famer. He'll probably make it into the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he'll be a first-shot Hall of Famer, if you know what I mean. I don't think he'll get his gold jacket on the first year of his eligibility because he's played for the Cowboys. However, look at the running backs in this game. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott, my boy, my fancy team. But Shaquan, is that how you say it? Shaquan Shaquan Barkley. The yeah. guy has got quads to die for. He really has. <laughs> and he had a breakout touchdown at the weekend for the Giants, which made people sit back and go, you know what? If this guy can stay healthy, he is going to be a Hall of Famer because he's got I, the moves. I think this yeah. is going to be a great game at the weekend. I, I'm going to watch Chiefs Steelers. I think there could be over 100 points scored in this one. Pat Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, uh, Connor Orbell. And Hunt, the running backs, Sammy Watkins. I I, I enjoyed the chart. The, the, I enjoyed the Chiefs more than I enjoyed anybody at the weekend. They look such an explosive offense. Tyreek Hill might well be the fastest human being, not named Usain Bolt, I've ever seen. <laughs> He's called the Cheetah, and it's the perfect name. He was absolutely explosive, kick returning, catching the ball, running it. Unbelievable, unbelievable. He's suddenly become the favourite player in the NFL, apart from Aaron Rodgers. And 
I just want to watch the Chiefs every week. Mahomes has got a cannon for an arm and wants to use it at every opportunity. Andy Reid's gone, come on, lads, let's go and get some points. And he's got all those weapons. The defense is crap. So they've got to score 40 to win. So you know what the mindset is when they get out there. We can't stop you. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to punch you in the face harder than you punch us. So I want to watch the Chiefs. I want to watch them every week because I really, really like them. There's a backstory to this or a little side story to it all. Uh, Patrick Mahomes looked awesome at the weekend. Yeah. He really did look phenomenal. He's got a cannon of an arm, wow. like you say. But not only that, we talked about the fact that Dak Prescott is lacking in accuracy. This guy was chucking it on the numbers. Oh, Phenomenal. Just, a bit. just right? a bit. But look at the success that the three quarterbacks in that quarterback equation in the offseason have had on their new new teams. Look at the impact that they've had. Kirk Cousins at Minnesota, Alex Smith at the Redskins, and yep. then Mahomes at the Chiefs. Alex Smith, he looked reborn. He looked reinvented <laughs> at the weekend. <laughs> he looked like Joe Montana. He did. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. Mind you, so did your man, Peterson. Yeah, picked the fancy team. Hey, I tell what you, do, do you know what excited me about Patrick Peterson? He Adrian was running Peterson. like he used to run. Adrian. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, you I know, what? Like I always make that mistake. I always <laughs> I make said, that mistake. I made that I mistake like live Rocky. on Sky I'm with the I'm Sky team last, last time. Adrian in the background. Yeah. So anyway, so Adrian Peterson, <laughs> not the DB for the Cardinals. Adrian Peterson, he looked rapid. He looked Ooh. strong. He, scored, he looked angry. He looked like an angry young man. Angry You're man, right. didn't and he? he was catching passes out of the backfield. So I'm watching yeah. my, his fantasy numbers go up. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, he's only got 90 yards rushing. Why are his numbers so high? Because he was catching out the backfield and legging it for miles. Yeah, It was brilliant. Week one was superb. Let's just kind of agree on that. Yeah. It was everything he wanted it to be. Close finishes, great games, big stories, superstars performing well, explosive football. It was just tremendous, wasn't it? I, I, bet, I bet you the highlight reel at the end of the season, the majority of it, or more than a third of it, will be week one action. I agree. I agree. Right. Now then, now that you're great pals with yeah. Matt Forte, and I'm, I've no doubt that you're going to share a jacuzzi with him and his wife in the future next time you go visit <laughs> Chicago, uh, who are the best and worst NFLers you've interviewed? Well, he's still the worst. By, by, <laughs> well, I, I never interviewed him, did I? They just shouted me down. And I, I'm not listening. Listen, I might have forgiven him to a point, but I'm not letting it go. So it's still him. He still holds that record Brilliant. of being... The worst person I've Brilliant. ever bumped into into an NFL locker room. I still say the best is, poor oh, crikey. It's difficult because all the rest are great. I want mean, to think of all the, the guys that have come across to, to work with us on the tailgates and, and all that kind of thing. I mean, it's very difficult to, to pick out many of them that aren't great. I really enjoyed when we went to Green Bay and I told the Aaron Rodgers story. He was a joy to deal with. Uh, Drew Brees was great when he came across... Philip Rivers is one of the nicest guys. I sat down with Philip Rivers at the Super Bowl two or three years ago, and he gave us 10 minutes of his time, couldn't have been nicer, did it because he wanted to do it. And he was one of the people that we know when you sit down with him and you see him moaning all the time, as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, you know, he's always moaning at the opposition and jawing and all that kind of thing. I thought he might be that kind of character. Couldn't have been nicer. And I actually changed my opinion of him as a fella by sitting down and spending 10 minutes with him. He's a completely different person without the helmet and shoulder pads on than he is when you see him barking at the opposite sideline every Sunday. So mm-hmm. Philip Rivers was a, a real difference maker for me in terms of what I thought when I started the interview 
to what I thought when I finished it. it Never was great. judge a book by its cover, as they say. Never do that. Never do that. Hey, um, well, I think in general, you know, the, the NFLers, the, the, they're bright guys, aren't they? Because they spent some time yeah. in college, albeit because of their athletic ability. We know that. But it's the way that the PR machines for all the teams work. They, they don't give out generic, boring, uh, stereotypical answers. Right, we were at the Super Bowl. Right, two English blokes sat amongst a pool of Patriots fans. We were rooting for the Eagles. We were we were drowning in a in a pool of empty Bud Light bottles. And who do we spot? The Baltimore Ravens head coach. Remember? Yes, you went over. Yeah, I went over and had a chat with Coach Harbour, and he was the nicest bloke ever. And you know when you kind of think, I better go now because I, I'm up to that limit where we're asking questions like. What are you doing for your summer holidays? Where'd you get your hair cut? And what have you bought yeah. the missus for Christmas? That type, that type of question. But he just kept going, and it was him oh. asking me those questions. Yeah. Well, he, I, I, yeah, what well, a great bloke! I, I was actually wondering, you know, in hindsight, on that, I, you know, all the questions he asked you. I actually wondered whether it was some kind of sobriety test that he was performing on you. Because oh, no, I, Darren, I think he he knew we were absolutely rat legged. Yeah, you've been in there for a while at that stage. And I think he was thinking, I'm just going to ask him this yeah. and see what answer I get. Excuse me, son, what are seven sixes? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know you know, the second question when he made you walk up and down the steps while you were doing it, did that not surprise you? <laughs> with, with my index <laughs> finger on my nose. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, That's Simon Cross. Hey, yeah. Crossy. He just said uh, maybe he thought you were Mick Lockhurst. To be honest, you know, I've never seen the two of you in the same room together. All right, let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. Okay, one for you then. Um, this is the last one, I think, before we get to the two-minute warning. It's another one from Twitter, uh, from Daniel Harris, and it's for you, Vern. Right. Any tips on how to get into football in the UK, or are they closed teams? I think Daniel fancies playing. You're the perfect man to tell him how to do it. Yeah, well, now's the perfect time to get involved, Daniel, uh, because it's the off-season. So if you go to the British American Football Association website... Uh, you can find a local team. If you don't fancy the physical, if you don't fancy the helmet and uh, shoulder pads game, there's loads and loads and loads of flag football teams out there. There's loads of sevens American football teams out there as well. The game is really accessible in the UK. Now, there's one piece of advice I will give you. Bang on the gym. If you get in the gym, and if you're going to play physical, uh, helmet and pads, American football, full contact. Trust me, Daniel, there are some absolute units out there that play the British game. Uh, it's not the odd skinny lad in a pair of shoulder pads and a helmet that he bought from the fancy dress store anymore like it was in the late 80s. These kids have come to play. And Daniel, if you are going to play, get in the gym, put on a bit of timber, uh, whatever position you're going to play, and get involved. It's great fun. And I think American football, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's one of the best team sports in the world because if you don't do your job right, American football cliche coming your way, the machine will break down. And that that ultimate American football cliche from Coach Belichick, do your job, do your job, is probably the best American football cliche out there because if you don't do your job, no one else can do theirs. Get involved, hope Daniel. Help, yep, hope that helps you, Daniel. That's really good advice from the big fella. Get on that website, find your local team, get yourself down there and enjoy it. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Right, two-minute warning, Fletch. Boom. Two-minute warning, Darren, and this annoyed the life out of me at the weekend, OK? I'm just I, gonna, know what's, I know what's coming. I'm just going to take a moment to... Uh... 
Now, during the 80s, Darren, I saw this game called American Football, and the thing that attracted me to American football, it wasn't the fact that it was on after Winnie Cooper and Kenny Van Arnold in the Wonder Years, it was the fact that it was the most physical game I'd ever seen. The hits were brutal, the players were physical. The NFL, for me, seems to have taken the physical out of the sport. The lowering of the helmet rule at the weekend was such a grey area. I saw so many helmet-to-helmet tackles, so many helmet-to-helmet challenges, mainly from running backs in open field, lowering their head to engage contact, which I thought is now a penalty. Flags weren't thrown. However, on the flip side, the slightest of helmet-to-contact, a flag was thrown in other games. I don't know what's going on. Darren, please explain. I don't know. And what the thing that did me at the weekend was this... The pass rusher, when he sacks the quarterback now, if the ball's gone, he can't allow his weight to land on the quarterback. How can you do hell, that? How the hell is he supposed to stop? You're talking about a tenth of a second from the ball being released, all right, maybe a little bit longer than that, from the defensive lineman running at full speed to wrap his arms around the quarterback. At that stage, he's supposed to be able to move in mid-air, change direction and not land on the quarterback. It's impossible. So a couple Why of them they... this weekend, it was, it was, yeah. it's the most stupidest Crazy. flag ever. Crazy, because a big key to winning an NFL game on defence is getting to the quarterback. But there's no use getting to the quarterback if when you get there, you get a 15-yard penalty. Well, I Crazy. think what the NFL is trying to do at the moment is trying to do what they're trying to do to world soccer. We need more goals. We need more high-scoring games. What do we do? Make the goals bigger. No, 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 no. We all know that a quarterback is important to an NFL team. However, American football is a physical sport. You're never, ever, ever going to take the physical out of the game because you've got men who are huge, physical, and they're on bonus-related pay. So you can't stop a guy getting involved in the physical of the NFL. It's just impossible. Yeah, it's a real pet hate of mine. And I know we're about to run out of time on the two-minute warning, but I think a big way around this is that these guys go into the NFL and they know at some stage they're going to get hurt, whether it's a knee injury, an ankle injury, whatever it is. They know that they're going to, a legacy of their career is going to be left behind on them physically. The sooner they give these guys guaranteed contracts where they know what they're going to receive financially, I think all of it becomes a little bit easier to take. But these guys can be cast aside on the streets in the blink of an eye by an NFL team and the risks they take and what they put themselves through physically deserves, I think, the kind of contracts that we see in the Premier League, the NBA players get, Major League Baseball players get. I always feel for the NFL player operating on a non-guaranteed contract with the physical uh, risks involved in being in that league. All right, thanks, Darren. That was the three-minute warning. Uh, on, <laughs> on a narrative that is going to be with us for the rest of the season, I do believe. And yeah. just quickly, it's controversial. We'll pick it up next week. Take off the helmets. Anyway, there you go. The Fumble with Fletch and Vern is a Shooting Shark production. Don't start, Darren. Don't start. We'll pick it up next week. Thank I'm you ready. very much for uh, taking time out to listen to us. You know what to do. Subscribe, download and comment, I think is what my daughters have taught me if you're yes. listening to a podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to next week already. So we'll speak to you then. Yeah. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.